before we begin, a brief note for you is that I will not be greeting at the door nor distributing communion. I wish I could, but I feel rather ill, and I don't want to spread anything. But we get to God's word. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We live in a world today full of mystery. Plenty of things in our world today that bring us wonder and intrigue. For example, you look in nature and you can see all different kinds of mystery. There's supposedly this forest over in Poland called the Crooked Forest. It's a forest of all these pine trees that every single one of them, the trunk goes up just a couple inches from the ground and then makes a sharp curve coming back and growing straight again. Every single one of those pine trees grows that way with that curve exactly the same. And with all of those curves pointed due north. It's a mystery. How did these trees get to be that way? Or then there's just the mystery of our human bodies. Because even still to this day, scientists cannot explain every single thing about our human bodies. How they work or why they work exactly the way they do. Or you look could look in other areas, historical mysteries, archaeological mysteries. We are surrounded in our world by mysteries. And today as we look at God's word for us from Ephesians chapter 3, we hear of a mystery that God has for us. But the best part of this mystery is that it is made clear to us today in scripture that this mystery is revealed. No longer a mystery, but revealed to you and to me today. So we go back to Ephesians chapter 3 again, verse 6. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Now before we get any too much further into this, we need to define one term. A term that we're going to use quite frequently today. And a term that admittedly, most of us have heard. Maybe we think we know what it means. We need to make sure we know exactly what we mean when we say this. And that is the Gentiles. The Gentiles. Gentiles are defined as non-Israelites. People who did not descend from one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Which by that definition includes thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in the world today and all the way back through history. Which means it also includes you and me. And so with that understanding in mind, hear again God's word. This mystery is that the Gentiles, the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, even you and me, are fellow heirs, members of the same body, And partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Except when you hear it like that, it doesn't sound like much of a mystery. This is something that many of us have been taught since we were born. Something we've known our entire lives. That of course Jesus died and rose for us. That Jesus is for us. Isn't this what Christianity is all about? Telling anybody and everybody about Jesus? That God wants all people to know about Jesus. Except in its original context, this was a mystery. 
Because for hundreds of years before these words were written, God had selected for himself a chosen people, a select group of people that were his people, one chosen group who were his people to receive his promises. Those people and those people alone would be his people to receive all that he had to give. And the Gentiles weren't part of that group. And so a statement like this would have been outrageous, scandalous, unbelievable. The Gentiles weren't part of that group. They weren't supposed to be heirs. They weren't supposed to be partakers of the promises. They weren't members of God's people. Which were fair statements to say and to think. Because God himself had given the people laws that distinguished between Jew and Gentile. Ever since Mount Sinai, when God gave his people laws, there were specific laws that distinguished between Jew and Gentile. Specific laws that taught the Jews to avoid the Gentiles. That told the Jews they weren't to visit nor associate with the Gentiles. God gave these laws for a reason. But the truth is, is God gave them laws that separated Jew and Gentile. And yet, as we see many times throughout Scripture, even in our own world today, people became too narrow-minded. They missed the focus of what God truly had in store. They didn't see the full picture. They didn't understand the true mystery at hand. They didn't realize that God didn't just make these rules arbitrarily. It's not like he just thought it'd be fun to make some laws to distinguish between this and these other people. But even more than that, Even when these laws were in place during the Old Testament, God foretold to his people that salvation would come for all people. That even when these Old Testament laws were in place, God sent prophets to his people, multiple prophets, telling them that salvation would come for all people. Prophets like Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, Malachi, and especially the one we already had read for us today, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 60 has read for us previously. Verse 3 again says, And nations shall come to your light. Light defined just verses early as the glory of the Lord that shone through the people. So nations shall come to the light, to the glory of the Lord. Not just the nation, not just one nation, but nations, all nations, all nations, tribes, tongues, all people in the world shall come to the glory of the Lord. And yet even hearing words like that, the people still didn't realize God's full plan that was in place. And so the Gentiles... The Gentiles became a despised, rejected, unclean people. They were labeled as the uncircumcised, which was more than just descriptive, but it was a derogatory term. And as it says in Ephesians chapter 2, just before our reading today, the Gentiles were separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God. 
They were separated from Christ, alienated from the people of God, strangers to his promises and having no hope. It's an incredibly bleak picture. Incredibly bleak reality for the Gentiles. And the truth is, it's what the Gentiles deserved. They deserved to be strangers from the promises of God. They deserved to be alienated from the body. They didn't deserve to be heirs of all that God has to offer because they're sinners. Sinners who went after their own wants and their own desires. Sinners who followed their own lustful passions. Sinners who made and worshiped false gods, not worshiping the one and only true God. And for those exact reasons, they deserved to be alienated from the promises of God. Sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? It's gonna sound even more harsh when I say that neither do you nor I deserve any of the promises of God. That we don't deserve to be a part of his holy body. We don't deserve to receive any of the gifts that he has to give. Because we too are sinners. We too go after our own wants and our own desires. We too follow our own lustful passions. We too lift up false gods, putting other things before the one true God. We don't deserve what he has to offer either. Nobody does. No Gentile in this world today or ever deserves the promises that God has to give. Neither do any of the Jews because they too are sinners. They too have sinned against God. Nobody deserves what he has to offer. And yet, despite how undeserving we are, today, Today we get to celebrate the epiphany of our Lord Jesus Christ. The moment in which God revealed what was once a mystery. The moment in which God revealed that he had a plan since the very beginning, since all of eternity to save all people. And he revealed his plan, that thing that was once a mystery, by sending his son Jesus Christ into the flesh. He revealed it not just to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles when those Magi came to visit that little baby boy. Because the Magi weren't Israelites. They were Gentiles. And God led them to the Christ child by the star. And when they saw that star shining in the sky, they rejoiced exceedingly a great joy because it showed them the Christ child. And when they got there and they saw that little baby boy, they fell down and worshiped. Because he wasn't just the savior for the Jews, but also for them. He was their savior. A savior for the Gentiles too. And that little baby boy, Jesus, grew up to be a man. True God and true man. Who would continue throughout his entire earthly ministry. To show that he was there, not just for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. To sit and eat with the Gentiles, the unclean, the tax collectors, the lepers. To be with them, to heal them, to share his word and his promises with them. And even though today we don't get to see the little baby boy Jesus, 
We don't get to see him sitting right next to us, eating with us as we might like him to be. Jesus still reveals his plan of salvation for you. He reveals his plan of salvation for you in his word and his sacrament so that daily, daily you can know the plan that he has for you. As it says right here, again, verse verse six of chapter three, that the Gentiles, that you, that you are fellow heirs, you are members of the same body and you are partakers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That this is the promise he has for you. That he's always had in store, always had in plan. And it's realized for you through the Jesus Christ himself. And so no, nobody in this world deserves what God has to offer. No Jew, no Gentile, nobody in this world. But it's the plan that God has, has had in store since the very beginning. The plan he has for you, that through his son, Jesus Christ, you are heirs, you are members of his body, you are partakers of his promises. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Please stand.